What is up? What is good? How you living? How you doing? How you feeling? It is the L-E-F-K-O-E man. David Ingber is joining me, and we are going to have one of our final interviews from Super Bowl Radio Row. Is this our last one? This is the last one. Bittersweet. We had a great run, and uh, now we're back to doing some more live interviews as we go along. That Emmett Smith interview, I'm still getting people texting me about his response to JFK. I sent it to Candace Parker, who is a JFK obsessed person. She's read every single book about it. She just kept texting me. She's like, I can't stop watching it. That was hilarious. Today is Shaq Thompson, uh, all around linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, great conversation. Really enjoyed this dude. Uh, everything from the foundation that he supports uh, to his relationship with his family and what he's experienced down there in Carolina. So we're not going to waste any more time. Let's get to our conversation with Shaq Thompson. I am with my guy. Shaq Thompson came into the NFL and people said this guy could do everything. He could play running back. He could play linebacker. Goes to Carolina, a place that knows how to use him. And even though it was a young defense last year, he went from a contributor to a leader. Shaq, I've never met you before. And it is good to finally meet you, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Nice to meet you too. I appreciate y'all having me on this. Um, I just kind of want, let, let's start off with this. Who's bringing you uh, to us today? Who who we brought to you by? What you mean? Are you sponsored right now? Do you got any? You got any reads? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not. I'm sponsored by Carolina. The only people that's paying my bills right now, but uh, <laughs> that's who I'm sponsored by. But right now, my shirt. I got a Thompson Legacy Fund. That I started uh, TFL. Tell me about that. Um, so it, it, it kind of got started last year. My mom passed away. Um, in 2019, she passed away when we were playing Tampa Bay in London. Um, mm. she, so that's like, I don't know, six hour, maybe eight hour difference. I don't know. Um, so she woke up, watched my game at like 6 a.m., 8, then went to sleep and just never woke up. Um, wow. So, I mean, that's probably the best way to pass away, right? I would, it, yeah, I, it sounds the most peaceful. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. So how we were brought up, so I'm kind of, we we're brought up like, make sure you take care of everyone, take care of your family, um, open your doors, open your arms, anybody. And that, that's just kind of what she taught us from nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Not having a lot of money, you know what I mean? Having just family, friends come over, stay with us for X amount of months, you know what I mean? Until, until whatever, it felt like it wasn't even our house. So when she passed away, I kind of figured out like my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and my purpose was, to follow her footsteps and help give back to the unfortunate. Mm. Um, so that's what kind of embraced me to start this, this legacy fund. Um, so it's, it's, it's really about helping dental care um, with kids who can't afford it um, mm. to give the build their self-esteem, to build their confidence, just build them as a person overall. Cause you know, the first thing you do when you talk to somebody in person, yeah, they say, look at the eyes, but really, your eyes go to their teeth and people judge people judge off the teeth like they they really do judge off the teeth and and i want to used to happen to you like did you yeah so i had so you were jagged back in the day yeah i had one crooked tooth like this tooth Mm. right here it it was was crooked and people were like oh you got a nice smile you got a nice smile and i was just always just like man nah like 
my my you know I mean my tubes must be I mean, so real like, about my bicuspid now yeah, yeah right right I'm like nah my tube is messed up like so I didn't feel like I had the most confidence like as a person as a player and stuff like that especially in football but like when it came to like if you're in front of me and you're like you get me to like smile or laugh I kind of like because <laughs> I want mm. nobody to see my tooth you know what I mean right or you let your top lip hang down a little yeah it's how like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that's kind of how all that started. And I wasn't able to see the dentist for like 10 years until I really got into the league and I was able to fix it. Wow. Um, and that's You're when a man I, at that point. Yeah. I'm like, man, I need to get my teeth clean. I need to get my teeth fixed. Right. And I finally did like I did braces for a little bit. Then I did a Visalign. Um, and now I just like I, I love to smile now. Like you catch me smiling. Have you have you had the chance to see a young kid get his or his or her teeth fixed yet and see how it changes them? Has that happened yet? Yes, not with my legacy fund though. So uh me and KK Short, I wanna say last year or or two years this ago. Is Kwan Short, the defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him okay. I call him KK. I was gonna um, I just want to make sure we're talking about the right guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K Wan. And uh we we hooked up with this dentist. Lineburger out here in Charlotte and we're doing uh sacks for stats or something like that so every time we get a sack we help a kid get his teeth fixed clean nice. braces so we raised enough money to get um this one kid he was kind of going through like the self-esteem issues people bullying him about his teeth mm. and stuff like that so we were able to put braces and stuff on him and his confidence there I haven't I haven't seen him like after that but the, the the doctors and were telling me that um his confidence is his mom and then were so happy his his confidence self esteem just went through the roof you yeah. know what I mean loves to smile and stuff like that so I'm pretty sure he didn't get bullied a- after that but just right. to hear that and just to know like you guys did a good cause for this and this will happen so that was just like man and and if you really think about it I don't I haven't really seen any foundations really go in this direction. Mm. Um, they're mainly like helping single mothers, which is, which is great. Everything's great. Um, kids, yeah. technology, schools and stuff like that. But I never really heard of somebody like, okay, they're helping with this dentist. They do health and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, I like dentist, also dentistry. that you can say your foundation brought this many smiles to the world. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's going to. It's That's not just we help this amount of people. It's like we've created this many smiles. Right. Know? And, I, you know, we've, I've seen uh, the art before where they bring a person and they take their picture and then they say, you're beautiful. And then they take their picture because they're always smiling. Mm-hmm. But to what you're saying b- before, it's like not everyone's happy with their smile. And right. imagine, imagine living in a world where you don't want to smile. There's also the chemical reaction uh, that people say where if you take a pen and you put it between your teeth, it actually makes you happier because you're doing the smile form when you do it. Mm -hmm. And so when people smile, it's literally releasing endorphins that makes you happier. And so imagine living in a world where you don't want to smile. I'm just thinking about what you're talking about because I can't imagine. I I had braces as a kid and I didn't want to reveal those. Right. You know, because the last thing I wanted to do was talk to an older girl and she'd be like, get your brace face out of my face. And I I would be like, we're so rude, (laughs) rude, rude, definitely rude. Um, 
first of all, I want to I want to say my my condolences uh, to you uh, losing your mother. I I honestly I was I was looking around the internet and I saw the story about the letter that you don't want to open, um, mm-hmm. and um, I it's interesting because professional athletes I'm always amazed at how everyone assumes that they all have purpose that you all wake up every day and it's like, I gotta go. And it's got guys, they're, they're humans. And sometimes right. they're tired. Sometimes they don't feel it, but you, you talked about that, that purpose that happened. Um, how do you, how do you channel your love for her and your, your uh, admiration for her and also who she wants you to be into like that daily process where instead of being sad, it's almost like I want to make her proud. How do you do that? Um, just, from the upcoming that we, that we gone through, um, not having nothing, um, having to go down we had to walk down the street to take showers at like a family friend's house when we didn't have no water. We had to run an electric cord next door to our house to get some light. So like what all town that did you stuff, grow up in? Huh? Where did you grow up? Sacramento, California. Gotcha. So uh, with all that stuff, it's just it still weighs on me. Like I got kids, I got nieces and nephews, and I don't want them to go through what we had, what we went through. So that's that's another purpose on why I wake up every day and why I play football. Um, I love the game and stuff like that. But my mom, she'll wake up and you won't even know she's going through stuff. She'll keep the same face. She won't tell you nothing was wrong with her. Nothing. So. Mm. I'm kind of like that too. I won't, if something's wrong with me, I would just hold it to myself. I won't say nothing. Somebody asked me if I'm okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But mm. in the inside, I'm like really like just dealing with, you know what I mean? Dealing with a lot. And I feel like a lot of athletes and a lot of people, I wouldn't even say athletes in general, but a lot of people go through that and they don't know how to use that kind of like as motivation to get yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fortunate enough to learn that as a young age to figure out football was really my only way out mm. to get my family out the situation. And I'm still I, like that to this day. Like, even though I got paid, yeah, it's cool, but it's like, I'm still fighting for the next contract. I'm still fighting 100%. for my second contract. I don't want to say third because I'm going to feel like, Oh, you had to, but nah, I want to feel like every year I feel like somebody's, somebody's coming from my spot. I got to mm. play as a rookie. I got to do everything to make this team. Cause nobody's going to mess with feeding my family. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when, that's my motivation. And that's how she kind of just had us. Like, if you want something, go do it yourself. I think the, the biggest mind fuck for me, at, if I was an athlete is I, I hear about like your upbringing and your process and how almost people probably come to you a lot for answers because they see that like you've able to accomplish things. So like if they need help, they're going to come to you and all, if they need advice, they come to you. But then you have like, there are a, a group of fans that will then call athletes spoiled and untitled because you mm-hmm. signed a contract. And, and it's like, it's like the notion as though you've always had money or the notion right. that it's always like we came there. from money. Like, no, we had got it out the mud. We found a way we stuck yeah. to our process and believed in the process to get yes. where we at, like, why are you hating on us for yeah. getting paid? Like, why yeah. are you? You're worried about the wrong thing. You need to worry about your life and how you're gonna get out of your situation, and don't worry about the next person's life. Like, be yes. happy for that person, regardless if you know them or don't know. And then there's the notion that uh, all of this shit is fragile, 
and that it could end at any time because none of us know. I, I think about that for my own stuff all the time. Oh, you know what? We, we're not liking you on TV right now. We're going to go with somebody else. Right. And it's like, what? It's just Sometimes it's subjective or a new coach comes in and he wants his guys mm-hmm. or the new GM didn't draft you. And, um, but I think how, how do you maintain the perspective to not worry about all of that and stay in that focus grind? How do you, um, Rivera used to say this thing, uh, control what you can control. And I, I just, ever since I first heard that my rookie year, I just carried that through on. Like I only control simple, me getting it's better easy and it applies to everything. It implies that everything like control yeah. what you could control. So I kind of use that for, for everything. Like, I Did you like used to, to not my, do that? Did you used to try and control what you couldn't control? I never, I just lived life. Like mm. me personally, I just live life. Like I go with the flow of life. Like if it, if it mm. takes me this direction, I'm going to go this direction. Mm. You know, if it takes me Bruce left, Lee I'm going to go shit. left. Huh? Bruce Lee, go with water type of stuff. You Be know water. what I mean? I'm going to just go with it. And if my life takes me down this path, then that's where my life and God wanted me to go uh some people go away from that and that's when they run into adversity they run into shit like that to where it beats you up kills you mentally and and physically in the inside emotionally to where you're just stuck in that stage and you don't know what to do and the next thing you do is just run for help when you're not even trying or you did try and you just keep failing i mean my biggest thing when coming to failure was (laughs) playing baseball when I went um everybody brings this up this is still funny to me when I went like over 39 you know it's like that woke me up to like failure like and how to deal with adversity how to deal with people coming after you and it was my bed and I laid in it and people still bring it up I'm like it happened six seven years ago and you're still bringing that up like what was it, it minor leagues yeah and people don't even know the full like the full-on story about it they just oh he went over 39 yeah, I didn't play baseball for X amount of years. And everybody mm-hmm. knows if you know baseball and play baseball, you got to play every day consistently for years. Yeah. It's not like football or basketball. You could take some years off and go out there and still ball. Shaq, do you know why they say it to you? It's, it's two reasons. One is what we talked about before, which is unhappiness within themselves. Mm-hmm. But two, you're going to get it in interviews because there's a laziness that comes with, in my opinion, Google culture, which is I have to talk to Shaq Thompson. I'm going to Google him. Oh, this popped up. Okay, I'm going to ask him about it. No doubt. And they, and they think that you've never had to talk about it before in your life. They right. always think they're first. Yeah. And I had a I had the crazy thing is I had called this lady out one time because she asked me this, and I was like, "Yo, it's seven, eight years ago. You still bringing yeah. this up? Like, yeah. move yeah. on. That's like me saying." Oh, you got divorced six, seven years ago. Dang, how'd your divorce call? What happened? Mm, mm. Like, you're going to be like, man, I got divorced years ago. Why are you still bringing this up? I moved on from it. Look, I've been fascinated by this topic on like success and failure. Uh, Everyone talks about, you know, Bill Buckner was the Boston Red Sox where it went between his legs and they lost the World Series and he gets asked about it all the time. But on the other side, it's like, imagine if you're David Tyree and you make the Super Bowl catch off your helmet. Mm-hmm. And everybody is like, everybody thinks of the first person to go, hey, what was that like? Like, don't you think eventually he'd be tired of fucking talking about it? Like, I'm sure it's no, great. No. 
no doubt. You know, but eventually you're like, I want to talk about something else. You right, know? but right, like let's get off this subject. Like, can yeah. we move on, please? What What did you learn from that though? From from actually going through that stretch? That at low times in life, you can't let it beat you down or or, or get you down. Uh, if that makes sense, I know it makes sense in my head, but. How old were you back then? I was 18. Shit. Just got out of high school. Didn't know who the fuck you were. 18 years old. Mm-mm. You know, multi-sport star from the mud, you know, about to get drafted in the NFL. And you, you're going to Washington. Like, you played both sides of the ball. That's wild. 18. So now it's just like, even though that was kind of not like my lowest of low, but like sports-wise, that was the lowest of low. So I know, like, none, none could get lower than that. <laughs> You're right. You thank God, like, because some people, that's the only experience they ever get. You, you mm-hmm. had had that, and then had a. You've, you're in the middle of a full NFL career. Right. So it's just like, man, it's, it's all good. I, I'm not really tripping. You, are you ever good. thankful for it? Oh, what? Yes. Mm. It's a blessing. It was a door that God opened for me. I mean, why not take it? I had a chance to say no. I had a mm. chance to. So this is this this is the thing. I had a chance just to sign for twenty thousand. They're gonna give me twenty thousand just to sign my name to say they have rights. So <clears throat> I had hit up my uncle. I was like, all right, what what is it gonna cost for me? You know what I mean? Go out there and just give it a try. Cause I, I'm not afraid to go out there and give it a try. Most people are scared to go out there and fail, like because they don't want to be they don't want to be made fun of. They don't want to feel down about themselves. But I'm sitting there like, I, it's cool if I cuss. I've been cursing the entire All right, time. Cool. Yes, I was like, I was like, fuck this. They gonna give me a hundred k to go out here and try to play football or try to play baseball? Why not? Yeah. What, what if I hit? What there? if I hit sixteen home runs? Who knows? This could be right. Fun. Like yeah. you never know what's gonna happen. Like you never mm-hmm. know. And and baseball was my first love as as a kid. I, I love baseball. Um, but I was just like, man, let me see if I get my get my heart back into this. Yeah. Like. That's what that's what I really wanted to go out there. I was like, let me see if I get my heart back into this. I'm, and it just I'm trying. Oh yeah, keep going, keep going. No, nah, it was just over those years. It kind of just it faded away. But yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this chance. I'm gonna take this door. It's open. And most people don't even get drafted. Most people stop at high school. Don't even go to college. Look for jobs after. I had a chance mm. to go 18th round and make a little money before going to college. What exactly? I. I think what's interesting too, I'm trying to guess who you grew up rooting for in the Northern California area. Like my first guess was Griffey, but I feel like Jason Giambi. Was, I knew it was a fucking Oakland A. Damn it. The Giambi brothers. That was a hell of a run, man. Yeah, I was a big Jason Giambi fan. But it's a crazy thing because I was an A's fan and I was a Jeter and a Rod fan. Before or after Jeter made the toss against the A's? Uh, it was before. Was I was just a big Jeter fan. I was a big Jeter fan. And He's, the Jambi he... was just that lefty, lefty who was killing shit. So I was yeah, just, just like powerful was... dude with a goatee. Powerful. With a just, yeah. I, I, I love those two. Um, it, it's very interesting that what you said about, you know, willing to fail. I was reading about uh, Sean Green, uh, who was this Dodger. And he was, he was talking about a hitting slump where he was in where I don't think he even hit for like two weeks or something like that. And then out of nowhere, 
you know, because what happens is, is you get into your own head and this happens in the NFL. It happens in anything and people start tinkering with shit. Mm-hmm. And for him, he kept saying this old proverb in his head, which was chop wood, carry water, chop wood, carry water, where it's like, don't just do it. Just chop wood and carry water. And that next day he hit four home runs and he, he was in one game and went like five for five and they, he has like his bat is in the hall of fame. Cause it's like one in like 12 RBIs, like one of the greatest. Right. And, and it's like, it's just that notion of people are like, what did you do? How did you fix this? And he's just like chop wood, right. carry water. But right. um, you also mentioned Ron Rivera. And so this is the first coach that you had in the NFL. And he has a military bra- background, an incredible leader of men um, to see him not just battle what he battled with cancer, which is just shows the strength that he has. But what was it like to see him lead other men? Was, were, was there almost a part of you? Nothing, nothing against Matt Rule, and, and we'll talk about him in a second. But like, was there a part of you that's like, man, those guys are lucky because I know the kind of guy he is? Um, yeah, no doubt. Um, I already knew once he once they let him go here and he got hired, I was like, yeah, they're, they're getting a great coach. Um, he definitely builds that great culture. Um, he builds definitely, even though the Falcons use this, he builds a brotherhood there, a family, mm-hmm. commodity of people who love to come to work. And and you could see it from that team. Yeah, that's a, that's a young team that went to the playoffs the first time in I don't know how many years. You know, yeah. you could see the development. You could see what that team is going to be about if they all stay together and play together. Um, and that's big ups to him, the coaches, and the and especially the players. Because, um, yeah. as you know, the players really make it go. So um, yes. I, I kind of expected that from him. Um, and that they had a good run. Uh, when Was there a, a story about Matt Rule when he came in? Because you guys started off, man, that energy was flying. Like, I looked at your team and I was like, I'm worried about the Panthers this year. The defense is the youngest defense I've ever seen. Like you went from like the young up and coming guy to like, hey man, we're gonna need you to lead. Right and, at year six. <laughs> and and I'm looking at I'm like rookies on the D line, rookies in the secondary. Now, like guys like Jeremy Chin, I'm looking, I'm like, this guy's a fucking beast. But yeah. um, but was there a story early on with rule where you're like, wow, there's some energy that this guy's bringing in right now? Um a little bit. Uh he probably wouldn't be mine if I said it's like when he came in, it's like it took a lot of us. It took us a while to buy in. Um, mm-hmm. No doubt about that. And he, he'll probably tell you that from the get go. Um, but he always kept saying process, process, process is about your process. Just sit back and believe in us, believe in what we're teaching you, believe in the technique. Because after man, it was one game where I snapped. I just snapped like after we lost. And I was like, man, I, I see what they're talking about. It'd be a technique here. One guy's supposed to do this. It bounces. Mm-hmm. One guy's supposed to do that. Oh, he gets stay inside. He gets beat inside. So it's like they harp on like technique is going to win. And technique definitely will win against any type of talent. If you play your technique, know where defense is, know where your help is, you're going to win. Um, so that was like the biggest story coming in. Uh, you know, everybody asks, oh, you know him, you know him. Everybody, all the times I ask somebody, like, yeah, he's a, he's a great coach. You know, he's a great person and stuff like that. So – that was that was like really my little story about him, um, and you know what I mean his record tells you all. You see what he did at Temple. You see what he did at Baylor. Just got better, better, better. And uh, yeah. even here, uh, most people don't see it, but 
we had times where we showed where they're like, oh, shit, this team could be scary. Then we yes. have times where you'd be like, oh, like inconsistent. I mean, that was our – we was really like on a roller coaster. Like, and the coaster kept getting lower and lower instead of going higher and higher roller coaster. It just kept going lower right. and lower. So, <sighs> sorry, it just got me frustrated sometimes, but – no, I, you, you want to win. I get it. But I, I would say this, uh, like halfway through the year, I, I came on this show and I was like, I think the Panthers are my favorite team to watch in the NFL. I was like, you know, is are they where they need to be right now to win it all? No. But like the sparks that I see all over the place, like yeah. whether whether it was like a Curtis Samuel coming out of nowhere or like mm-hmm. a DJ Moore, like really becoming the guy. Um, and, and this is with, with CMC on the bench. And then I'm watching the mm-hmm. defense and I'm like, they got some dogs. So it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, how quickly it can go from an average team to a great team. San Francisco last year, hundred percent. They went three and three and something and turned around and went to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. So it's like, um, it, it's there. Like, we 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 had the people. It's just we had some young guys and even vets that it was a new system for us, you know. And sometimes we messed. Even myself, I messed up at times where a play happened. And I'm like, damn, that's on me. That's on me. Yeah. yeah. But I think now this year, since we all know the defense now, we all got that chemistry, and their emphasis is play fast. We're gonna be the most mm. physical team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if you see that we're gonna play, we're gonna play every team four quarters, five quarters if it got to. Um, I do want to ask you about Jeremy because there were a few plays last year where I was like, that that dude's catching motherfuckers that I haven't seen get caught before. <laughs> um, I I think I don't we don't know about the awards yet. I think he should be a candidate for defensive rookie of the year. Um, I, we've seen like Derwin James come out recently. What do you think of this kid, man? After after one season, hey, I tell you what, he's special. He's special to this team. He's special to me. He's special to this organization, and he's special to the city. That guy, Chin, could do it all. Like he could do it all. He's fast. He's big. He's not scared to come hit you. He would come mm. down full speed and and lower Maybe. that head and drop that shoulder on you. There was one was there play. A, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to tell me about the play. I was one play like somebody, I forgot who we were playing. They broke and he just came straight down from the post, hit him right on. Boom. Great time. I feel like, I I feel like he did that to Dalvin Cook. Like I feel like yes. he laid out Dalvin Cook or something like that. And there's a couple uh, people here hit straight on. Did he have an early oh shit moment? Where, because look, I, when you got a team and a rookie comes in, it gives you more confidence when you see the spark, you know? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think. I mean, yeah, probably have a play here and there, but this dude was 100% every play. And that's all we could ask for. You know what I mean? If something broke, Chin's coming to get you. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and it's not just him. There's a lot of people. Run, we all run to the ball. But he'll no be doubt. the first one there. I'm, I'm gonna keep that honest. He'll be the first one there just because his speed and and all that stuff. If I had the speed, me and him would be together, both right there. But he I was just gonna got say, you guys step. are like four four. <laughs> I he got that extra step. I'm realizing it now. Pass us along to him. After he makes a big play, I don't know if you're a wrestling guy. If you're into wrestling at all, he needs to do the Shawn Michaels where like he leans <laughs> and. And because of because Shawn Michaels' big move was the sweet chin music, 
where yeah. he would kick somebody in the face. And that to me, that should be like the su- the shirt, like Jeremy yeah, we gonna, Chin music. We're going to work on something for Chin. You know, his, his thing is I, this right here, like big dog play. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had a lot of those, but he's a special guy. He's definitely um, a special player. So I, I got a chance last night. I, I host NBA on TNT on Tuesday nights. And it's mm-hmm. me, Candace Parker, Dwayne Wade, and Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. And I was wondering, you probably had to be the biggest Shaq fan ever. But then again, you grew up in Sacramento and he was calling them like the Sacramento Queens and stuff. So what is, were you a big Shaq fan? I was. I mean, my mom <laughs> named me after him when he was on the Magics, you know, in 94. Wow. So I, I got named after him. Um, but yeah, I was definitely I'm sensing something in your eyes. What what happened? What did he do? I'll try and straighten nah, it out. No, nah, he, he didn't do nothing, but I just he he had reached out to me when we went to the Super Bowl my rookie year. And that was mm. kind of like one of the highlights of my moment because somebody you named after a big time a big time player like reached out to you. Like it was an honor. You know what mm. I mean? And that's something that I never let go. Mm. Man, I forgot I was at that Super Bowl. Beyonce performed. Mm-hmm. I, I remember early on, Keekly knocked the shit out of somebody. And it was Demarius like, Thomas. Oh my God. Popped him. Demarius well, Thomas. First year Super Bowl. That that's another perspective craziness yep. right there. It was All the right, it was the longest season I had. They always say your rookie year is long, but I didn't expect this to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know we was out there having fun, and there was a lot of vets on that team. Yeah. And it was just a lot of guys whose player IQ was just crazy. You know what I mean? Crazy. They Crazy. Um, it all started with the man in the middle, Luke. Yep. Uh, well, I got one last thing because we have to start wrapping. Um, how, how excited are you to not have to face Drew Brees? And because what made me think about that was like the smarts. Where it's like this guy's gonna, he's just gonna know where I, how, how, how are you respect him and, and to his journey, but at the same point, are you, are you like, man, I'm glad I don't have to face that guy anymore? I actually love facing Drew Brees. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, I'll probably miss him. Uh, because he was the spark of that team, you know what I mean? It's like playing the Saints, I'm like, man, we need to play against Drew, AK, uh, and guys like that, but I, um, I'm happy he's gone. I'm not going to lie to you. Because uh, that dude will slice you up real quick. You know what I mean? He knows what you're going to do. He knows where you're going to be. He knows what you're going to be in. He knows the timing of when he needs to let that ball go, the placement, where that ball needs to go. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy that's getting out of this division. Um, now we just need Tom to get up out of here. <laughs> and low-key Matt Ryan, too. <laughs> yeah. Be he right. had some good quarterbacks. Uh, before we go, uh, is there any way that my listeners and the 33% can support the Thompson Legacy Fund? How can they be a part of this? Yeah, you could go to uh, or, um yeah, and uh, make some funds there and uh, help us get this thing going. Uh, it's, a, it's a great foundation. It's a great thing. Um, and we're trying to get this thing to go. Really, I want it to go worldwide. I want mm-hmm. it to touch Haiti. Africa and all those stuff, all those people um, that don't really, you know, get to see a doctor and stuff like that and and a dentist. So you go there, help us out, help us get going, man. We muchly appreciate it. And thank you. Love that. ShaqGives.com. Shaq Thompson, you're the man, bro. It was great to meet you, man. You too, man. 
Thanks again to the man, the myth, the legend, Shaq Thompson. Again, you can support his fund, the Thompson Legacy Fund at thompsonlegacyfund.org, where you can help donate to people to improve their smiles. I'll be honest, I have this one bottom tooth that is fading back like James Harden on a step back, and uh, I might need to do some Invisalign soon. Uh, I had braces back in the day, and retainer, fuck that, idiot, damn it. Uh, David Ingber, uh, thanks for being here uh, today. Uh, we are going to have uh, some more interesting conversations later in the week, and we are also getting ready to start our big draft uh show with Connor Rogers, which is right around the corner as we get ready for the NFL combine shoot. March madness is coming up just when you think it's going to slow down. It does not. Uh, but we are hoping to get some more people to talk about the wild world of collectibles, sports cards, top shot, NFTs, all of that. I'm sure we'll have someone to make it fun for David Ingber. My dad once described getting onto the highway as throwing a football to where your receiver is going to be, not where he is. It's a really great analogy. And I was just thinking when you come up with a good analogy, it stays with you for decades. So great way to learn something. Oh, I thought you were going to hit me with another analogy. No, nope, just that's just it was just such a good one, and it's every time I get on the highway, I think about that. Where you see the cars, where are they going to be? Not where are they right now? And I, as soon as he said that about like you know kicking a soccer ball to someone as they're running, and you kind of get the angle right, it just it really stuck with me, and it's just Oof. a great way to learn. It is a sweet feeling though when you when you throw that football and it hits them right in the stride, or you kick that ball, man, it almost feels. I got nothing. All right. I'm the LEFKO. I couldn't think of one. I couldn't think of one. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Have a great day. Hit us up on social at David Ingber one at Lefko show at Adam Lefko. Well, holla, holla, holla at you later. Peace.